Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Today, we're going to be talking about generational curses and specifically breaking generational curses for mental health issues. This is something that we see passes along through different family generations, and it's kind of one of these things that we often just accept. But are we actually doomed to struggle with depression because it was in our great-grandma or our grandma or our mother? Or if there's anger issues that runs in the family, and so then you're just doomed to struggle with this? You know, when you go to the doctor, they often ask you that. What's in your family? You know, even if there's like health issues, it's automatically assumed that if it's in your family, you will get it. Science actually supports this too. But what about these generational curses that we hear about in the Bible and where Christians will talk about this? Is it an an actual thing? What does God say about all of this? So in this episode, you're going to hear me talk about the science behind these generational curses. And I'm going to actually talk a lot from a book called It Didn't Start With You from author Mark Wolin. And he talks about how inherited family trauma shapes often who we are and that we can actually do something to end end the cycle. And you're also going to hear powerful prayer about how the blood of Jesus can really just be shed for the power of this, that we are a new creation in Christ as Christians. But there are some things that are often hidden that we do actually have to get to to allow the Lord to come in there to break these curses. So this is going to be a very heavy episode. There's going to be a lot in it. Um, I take from a couple of books here, especially the Bible. Um, But let's pray and let's dive right in. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you. I pray, God, for the listeners to be able to just set this time aside to just hear from you and be able to get much needed healing that they need and even insight for other people, other family members. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. Come, Holy Spirit. We surrender to you. We surrender to your presence. This is your time. This is your space. I pray, God, for the anointing over me to speak exactly what it is that these listeners need to hear. Anything that I say, they are able to, that's not from you, God, they're able to just let it go. Um, But mostly, God, I just pray for your peace to come upon them. We bind the enemy in the name of Jesus and I silence the enemy. We thank you, God, that you love us so much that we are your children. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So I'm going to talk about some things from this book. It's called It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin. This is not a Christian book, um, but interestingly enough, he actually quotes the Bible a couple times in this book. 
he uses the word surrender in a few things where he talks about his own story and how he needed to surrender the insights, you know, that sometimes we kind of are like, oh, this is how my family is, or this is how things are. And so he had to learn how to do that, his own work. So he's doing his own work. He's doing his own therapy. And so he's able to kind of learn and process some of the things that he wasn't able to actually get at with his family. Um, He realized through this that he actually had the resources for healing already inside of him that were ready to be, he uses the word excavated. This is actually the same thing with Christians, that when we say yes to Jesus, we have access to everything in the kingdom of God. The inheritance is ours. Okay, so we're children of God and we have access to all of the fruits of the spirit that can grow. And we often don't recognize this and even use this. We kind of often will operate from a place of defense instead of, you know, like I'm waiting to die to go to heaven instead of I have access to heaven and I'm operating from the kingdom of God in the throne of grace and I access from heaven to earth. And so it just shifts our position when we come from that place. And so I just love that this author even said that, that he has access to all the resources for healing already inside of him. And then he really needed to surrender. And so I just want to encourage you to start to get curious and surrender what you already know. Surrender what you'd say, oh, this is who my family is, or this is how my dad is, or this is how it's going to be. Often when we have that, we don't allow the Holy Spirit to come and work because we're so you know, stuck on this one thing that, that we have in our family. He cites a ton of research, okay? So there's a lot of research. I'm not going to get to all of it. Um, I do want to just mention one gal. Um, her name is Rachel Yehuda, and she is a, is the professor of psychiatry and neuroscience at Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York. She's one of the world's leading experts on PTSD, and she found that we're more likely to experience symptoms of PTSD if one or more of our parents found it. Okay, so we started with PTSD, and she moved into other forms of mental health, but as a result, we're likely to suffer with anxiety or depression, and she believes that it's inherited. So I want to talk about a story that he mentioned. There's many stories he, he talks about in his book, um, but there's one specific gal named Gretchen. All right, so she's in therapy, group therapy, individual therapy, family therapy. She's taking antidepressants, and this has been happening for years. She's trying various different mental health therapeutic approaches. Her symptoms are not decreasing. The problem is she is not wanting to live, so she is suicidal. They they diagnose her with bipolar and severe anxiety, and she had a very clear plan to kill herself. She used the words, I'm going to vaporize and incinerate myself. Now, this is very unique language, okay? Where did that come from? You start to wonder. Well, he started diving in. He started just asking more questions. This is what a good family therapist would do is find out what's underneath. This is often what I will do is kind of get the family history and what's going on. And at first she was like, oh no, there's there's nothing. There's nothing there in my family. He started to ask more detailed questions like, did you have anybody who was Jewish in your family? And getting more specific history around different cultures that were in their family. And as he asked that, it started to stir her memory. She then shared the story of her grandmother. So her grandmother was born Jewish in Poland. They converted to Catholicism when she came to the United States and she married Gretchen's grandfather. Two years before she came to the U.S., her whole family had perished 
in the ovens at Oswich. They had been gassed and engulfed in poisonous vapors and were incinerated in the gas chambers. No one in her family spoke about it. It was not talked about it, not talked about. They avoided the subject entirely. So Gretchen never made the connection, never thought that there was anything important here because it wasn't something that was talked about. It wasn't something that her family even engaged in. So the words that she used there were clearly connected to this. Okay, they originated from her grandmother and the family members who had passed away. When she made the connection from him helping to make this connection for the very first time, she had an explanation for her suffering that made sense to her. So think about this. Think about when there's suffering that you have that doesn't seem to make sense and you don't have an explanation for it and how helpful it is to finally have an explanation for it. So what, the, what he did was he invited her to step into her grandmother's shoes and imagine feeling what it was like to be her grandmother what it would have been like to lose her loved ones. Feeling what it was like for her, honoring her grandmother, honoring her emotions and the grief that she felt. And when she did, she actually started to step in this place of this element of her grandmother and even started to feel guilt. Wow, my grandmother was feeling guilt and that my grandmother actually had a desire to die. I did not know. So she saw her family in a new light and her body began to soften and something inside of her that had long been coiled up now began to relax. So think about things in your family. Think about patterns. Think about words that you use. Very clearly the words that she used were not words that she had used, but were words that came from the family in the gas chambers from World War II. So when we think about this and we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and expand things from our family history, what needs to be honored? What needs to be felt? Where is our unprocessed trauma? So there's some other studies that they talk about and they use things like that there's chronic and repetitive emotion like anger and fear can be imprinted in a child from the mother essentially preparing or using the word programming, how the child is then going to adapt to its environment. So if there's a lot of fear, anxiety in the mother, we've heard this before, okay? This is something that's common, but it can actually come from grandmother, it can come from mother, so it can come up to three generations that they share the same biological environment of the womb. Some other words that they use was transgenerational trauma, They also use transgenerational epigenic inheritance, okay? So this is basically what this is, is this is like the inheritance from our family that's not voiced. It's not talk about. So it can skip a generation. It's something, I mean, this was something that happened from her grandmother that wasn't even really talked about. And so it's, it's stuff that it's hard for us to even put words on. There's this compounding effect across the generations. So like the stress of a grandmother can be passed to the stress of a mother and then can be passed to the stress of a granddaughter. And there's many other things like negative talk in the family, even just like, um, being, you know, joking. I'm, I'm, 
I'm actually not a huge, very sarcastic person, but my husband is. Um, but sarcasm can be something that's passed along. And sometimes I would say that that's wit. I mean, I would say a lot of times people who are really sarcastic are actually really smart. But because they're not able to step down and actually step into their emotions and actually be comfortable with their feelings, they'll go to sarcasm to use that that humor. Again, I'm not saying that all sarcasm is bad, but sometimes it can by making fun of other people. So those are things that can be passed on until we actually recognize where it came from, what's the root. Um, abuse is something, alcoholism, um, where there's lack of emotions in a family. Um, I talked about anger and fear. So there's many different things that we can pass on that can impact our mental health symptoms. And I'm focusing more on mental health. There's a lot of things. This is the same with physical issues as well. So and a lot of times our physical issues we have because of roots of mental health as well. What's so interesting about this book is that the author quotes the Bible. It's not even a Christian book. And he talks about Numbers 14, 18 and shares that this verse really corroborates with the claims of modern science, that the sins, the inequities or consequences of the parents can actually affect the children up to third and fourth generations, which is generational curses. And so I'm going to read the NLT of or the New Living Translation of this verse, and it says, The Lord is slow to anger and filled with unfailing love, forgiving every kind of sin and rebellion. But he does not excuse the guilty. He lays the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. So literally what I just explained to you, I kind of summarized a few things from this book, is stated in Numbers 14, 18, that this is in the Bible. The God of the universe is actually you know, connecting with science that we have today and how these mental health symptoms and these generational patterns are, are passed on. Okay, and so what is a generational curse? What's the biblical definition of this? And so really, that's what it is, is what Numbers 14, 18, it's where the sinful actions and behaviors are passed on from generations to generation. It's really a function of sowing and reaping, you know, what you reap, you sow, and it's passed down from one generation to the next. Um, I want to read Galatians 6, 8. It says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. And the original generational sin was, it talks about it in Romans 5.12, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, in this way, death can come to all people because all have sinned. Okay, so this might feel a little bit heavy, it feels a little bit negative, um, but if we don't identify where the root of this comes, then we can't be able to access the power of God, the power of Jesus and the blood to be able to come and then heal these wounds. Okay, Jesus came to actually break us free from this. So we are actually not meant to stay trapped from these curses. This is not something that we have to accept and have the rest of our life. So I'm going to actually talk about how we can actually break free from this. I'm going to pray for you as well. Um, I want to talk about something that I got from my friend um, Steve Dominguez. He wrote a book called A Guide to Inner Healing and Deliverance. And he talks about... Um, he talks about generational curses, but he uses this word that we can actually have unholy dedications and unholy covenants. 
Um, and so I'm, I'm speaking that just because there are things that we can do that can actually create this like covenant with the enemy and this dedication to the enemy that we don't even realize that we're doing. Sometimes we do this by simple agreement with words, you know, just agreement with this, like the Gretchen I was talking about, there was this agreement with I want to die, just like her grandma did, but she didn't even realize that her grandma actually felt that way. So there's this this dedication and this covenant that was made with death that she didn't even realize that she was making. And so we have to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and just reveal this so we can say, God, I just break all these and I am not in agreement with this. He talked about, my friend talked about a friend that he was, he was praying for this woman and in her family, they had been involved in the occult. And so he's praying, having her repeat after him and say this prayer to break generational curses. And it was going great. She's repeating all the prayers, but all of a sudden she stopped repeating after him as he's praying and she signaled to him, I can't talk. So she's trying to pray and she can't talk. And what happened was he realized that the demonic was actually restricting her vocal cords. So then he commanded them to release her voice and not interfere in Jesus' name, and then they were able to continue. And so we can often think, oh, we just come into agreement and we just be like, well, the enemy took over my family. That's how it is. There's this unholy covenant and that's it. It's like, no, you guys, we have the power of the blood of Jesus to actually break these curses. We just don't always do that. We don't always know how to do it. We don't understand the authority and power we have to actually say, no, I'm binding you up and I am commanding you off in the name of Jesus. And we need to we need to step forward with more courage to pray the prayers that God actually intended us to do. And so this episode is really kind of packed with prayers, but I also want to give you some of the um, the science behind it as well, which is why I started with Mark's book. Um, he also talked about a teenager that was really struggling with mental health issues because they had opened the door to the occult. Um, and I think right now we have a lot of people that are doing that because they're very curious spiritually, but they're actually bringing in demonic influence because of the new age. You know, so it's like people are like, oh, I don't I don't like my church. My church was too strict or, you know, there it was too legalist, too legalistic. So I'm going to be spiritual instead of religious. And so people then break off from the church and they say they love Jesus but then they practice all sorts of things that are new age practices. And what they don't realize is what they're doing is they're opening the door to the occult, okay? I'm getting a little off topic because this doesn't have to do with generational curses, but if this is in your family and you've watched your family do this, this is something that can actually be taken on. If if you grew up in a very legalistic or religious family where they didn't introduce to you the relationship of Jesus Christ, that can also be a stronghold that's passing on through the generations that you don't know the real love of God because your dad didn't or your mom didn't or your grandparent did and they'd just shame you. They'd say, okay, you need to do this because God says you have to and they don't introduce the love of God because they don't have it themselves. So these are generational patterns that can be passed on as well. All right, so how do we break free from these generational curses and patterns and sins of our family? So the first thing I want to talk about is that that Mark Wolin talks about is that we need to find the language. We need to find the patterns. And so uncovering this right language not only exposes some of this trauma, but it also can unveil the tools and the images that are needed for healing. He talks really powerfully about 
what images can do and being able to picture yourself, you know, as your grandfather, as your grandmother, um, as your father who maybe has been absent and being able to step into that absent father's feet and be able to walk out forgiveness and honor towards their grief, their pain, their feelings. Because when we're angry at them because they left us or they did something that was so hurtful and so harmful, then it's taking on that curse within the family instead of, instead of allowing God to move in and through them. So being able to work with a counselor or somebody, if you have really difficult trauma, you don't want to just jump to this and be like, okay, God, I'm just going to get over this. It's allow allow somebody to sit with you so that you can really be heard and really talk through this. This is not something that I would say is like a quick fix. Yes, there are prayers that we can pray to break generational curses, but I think more importantly that we can actually walk through some of the difficulties and trauma that we have so that we can really be heard and seen and allow the Holy Spirit in to break through some of these cracks. And the visualization can be really powerful because we can allow Holy Spirit to come in. We can allow Jesus into these memories. But if we're super angry and we're bitter, that's a wall for the Holy Spirit to, like Jesus, we're not going to be able to have an image of Jesus from that if we're really angry at our grandfather and we haven't forgiven him. And so we've got to be able to step step forward, forgive them, Find the language, you know, if it's like, we all, you just buck up. That's what we do. That That's that's a pattern. That's language that's used in the family. While we may say buck up is a very strong word to use and that we're all very strong and very, maybe hardworking, the problem with that is it doesn't allow the family permission to actually step forward and feel things. So then when you do actually feel, you're considered weak. And so sometimes we have language in our family that actually traps us from from being able to get the healing we need. So we want to be able to identify the language and we have to be able to honor the family. It's it doesn't do any good just be like, well, I hate my family. I don't I I check I checked out from them and I don't like them anymore. Well, that doesn't do any good either. Okay, so there's this there's this middle, which is I recognize that this language wasn't healthy. I honor them and we want to step into feeling what needed to be felt. Okay, because when we don't realize these patterns, they just repeat. Okay. And John 1 5 says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So when we re- release these languages, release these patterns, the light can then come and shine on this darkness because you have the light of God inside of you. So when He reveals some of those patterns and those dark patterns that have been in your family, the Holy Spirit comes and sheds light to this. All right, and then number two is you want to get at the root cause. So the language is good, getting the patterns is good, but the root cause is important. So let's say that there was, you know, an absentee father and he left his children at a young age. This is traumatic. This is extremely difficult and very, very hard for the children, very hard for if it was the mother that was left behind. And we've got to get at the root. Why did this happen? Again, it just, it's not okay. I'm not excusing it. But if we can't get at the root, then we can't honor where honor needed to be honored and where we need to actually feel what needed to be felt. So let's say we look at the family history and great-grandpa left his family. Okay, let's say great-grandpa left his family due to poverty. He left to go make more money. And when he went to go do that, he ended up getting involved in things he shouldn't have gotten involved in. 
and he didn't come back to his family. Okay, there's there's trauma there. We've got to go back and we've got to step into great grandma's grandpa's feet, grandpa's feelings, grandpa's emotions, what that was like for him. Okay, even though it wasn't healthy what he was doing, we have to go back and we've got to honor those feelings. We got to forgive great grandpa and then back to back to dad. Okay, and often what can happen is we see these like miracles that happen that when we do these things and we forgive and we step forward and honor and feel these feelings, oftentimes these relationships get rekindled. Redemption happens because God is our redeemer. But if we just stay stuck and we keep the patterns going and we're anger and we're bitter, it doesn't allow God to move. And so I get the trauma. I get the pain. But we got to bring God into this because he is so much bigger. And so the book talked about how we're connected to our family and where those have unresolved trauma become our legacy. So if we can't go back and process this for them, we then take on that legacy of that unprocessed trauma. And when this kind of connection just remains unconscious, we will then live imprisoned in these feelings and sensations that actually belong in the past. They don't belong in you. They're not for you. Okay, so the third thing that you can do is do a family genogram to find some of these patterns that are unhealthy, but then also the healthy ones. You might find out that you have a great grandpa who is an amazing artist, or he was an author, or he was a successful business owner and very good at business. You know, find out some of the good things as well that maybe were lost that you weren't aware of and take those, okay? Um, and then number four, I've already kind of talked about this, but number four is feel the feelings, honor the family who didn't process their trauma. Um, essentially, you're processing it for them instead of taking it on as your own. All right, so I have just talked to you a lot about science, about some of the therapeutic techniques and reasons why we can take on generational patterns, curses. And now I'm gonna actually pray. This is the last thing that you can do. You can always pray. Um, but I, this is how I'm gonna end today is really step into this place of prayer. Um, I am gonna be taking from my friend's book who talks about getting free. The book is called Set Free, um, A Guide to Inner Healing and Deliverance by Steve Dominguez. And I'm gonna basically be having you repeat after me. So this is a prayer that you can do to break generational curses. Um, so I'll make sure to have enough space for it. Um, and so that's where we're gonna step into. So this prayer is something that you can repeat. It's something that you can go back to, but same with the other steps that I talked about. It can happen in layers where it's like, oh, the Lord revealed one thing and now he reveals more. Oh, there's something else. There's another layer that I didn't realize. Because if you're not free, there's something still stuck. Okay, so I want to encourage you to get with a good pastor or counselor to really help guide you through this because the Lord does not want us stuck. Okay, he actually wants us free. It's why Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you. I pray, God, that you be with us in this prayer. And I guide every single one of the listeners, Lord. I bind the enemy's influence over their mouth. And I silence the enemy for every single one of the listeners to be able to speak this prayer. So repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus to create a wall of separation between myself and all previous generations all the way back to Adam. I remove every right of the demonic to afflict me 
because of any previous generation's sin. But I call forth all righteous inheritance coming to me in Jesus' name. Lord, we enter your courtroom now and I plead the blood of Christ to nullify and void any unholy covenant, contract, or agreement in my bloodline. I remove every right for the enemy to afflict me or my family due to all covenants, contracts, and agreements made by previous generations in Jesus' name. I now command any unholy spirit attached to my bloodline to leave and go wherever Jesus tells you to go. In Jesus' name, amen. And now I want you to welcome Holy Spirit. We just say, come Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus, for breaking these generational curses. We thank you, Lord, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So just sit and allow the Holy Spirit to just fill you, bless you, fill you with his truth, and allow his vision to come to your mind. His vision of holiness, his vision of peace, his vision of love. And see yourself moving forward with your life, honoring your family, but stepping forward with the blessings, not the curses, the blessings. And I pray for a shift in any sort of generational um, uh, benefit for you, that the benefits of your family will actually come forth, that anything that was meant for harm is now going to be used for good, that the Lord is going to bless you, bless your family, and that there's going to be a legacy over you and your bloodline. And I declare 2 Corinthians 5.17 over you, that therefore if anyone in Christ, he is a new creation, old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. And so by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, you are a new creation. The old things have passed away and all things have become new. And so I just break off all mental health issues that have been taken on from your family. And I say I'm not in agreement with the doctor saying that's what you have, but that you are free. I break off depression. I break off anxiety. I break off alcoholism, I break off eating disorders, any other addiction, porn addiction, anger issues, emotional issues, relational issues, any spirit of divorce or spirit of discord we just break right now in the name of Jesus, any spirit of perversion or seduction, the lying spirit we break in Jesus' name the spirit of heaviness, the spirit of fear, we break right now in Jesus' name. And we just fill you with the love of God, the peace of God, the hope that comes from our God. And we praise you, Jesus. We worship your holy name. We thank you, God, 
for all of your promises that you have coming for us and that are already here. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.